Thanks for listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 122 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron, I'm Don. We're social distancing. We are live from the shores of South Lake Union in the Lesh Schwab Tire Center. Yeah. I'm wearing a mask because we got the edict today to wear a mask at all times. Do I have to wear a mask inside the Lesh Schwab studio? Hey, let's talk about that. June 26th here in the great state of Washington. Governor Inslee has come out and said, hey... There is uh, coronavirus now is surging in 30 states. And as a result of that, starting June 26, everybody has to wear a mask. It's mandatory. Uh, if you don't wear a mask, you could be ticketed. I don't know if we have enough police officers to cover some of the riots in Seattle, let alone ticketing people for wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Here's what's interesting, though. Ron, you brought up the fact that the EU said yesterday that they're going to make a decision about whether or not Americans can jump on planes and fly to Europe and vacation this summer into the fall or even for the holidays. A lot of people head over there. Here's another interesting headline. The state of New York, the state of Connecticut, the state of New Jersey, they came out this morning and said, if you are flying in from one of those 30 states, then we are going to make you quarantine for 14 days. On Maui... And you look at the island of Hawaii, typically there's thirty to 100,000 people that go in and out of the Hawaiian Islands each and every day. And guess what? There's about 100 people right now uh, that are going in and out of the Hawaiian Islands each and every day. It is serious stuff on the Hawaiian Islands if you're supposed to be quarantined when you get off that plane and you don't quarantine. July 31st is supposed to be the final day of quarantine on Hawaii, and now they're thinking about extending that. And, Ron, people are also talking about the fact that a second wave, we haven't even got out of the first wave yet. You're correct. And I would just like to point out, whatever your politics is, it is a travesty that there is not a national cohesive plan for a pandemic. This is a once in a century type of deal. Like 1918 was the last time we saw a worldwide situation as bad as this. And the fact that the federal government, in my mind, because of just ineptitude or neglect, has sort of punted and said, ah, states figure it out on your own. No. There are reasons why there are things that should be national laws, like, like uh, you know, a safety belt in your car. You, you make a national rule when you just have overwhelming evidence that says when you wear seatbelts, uh, you live in a car crash. So we're just going to make that a law across the board. You have to have car insurance. Uh, you make that a law across the board. And so the fact that we just sort of went, yeah, you know, I guess... New York can do what they want, and Washington can do what they want, and Florida can do what they want, and, and that there's no sort of national thrust on this to, to get everyone together. We saw an outbreak that happened in China again, a little flare-up. And again, I, I understand that this is a socialist country slash communist country. They have a lot more authoritarian rule. I get all of that, human rights violations. However, they stamped that down and tamped it down immediately. They do contact tracing. They're able to say in, in cities much larger than we have of any U.S. city, Beijing, uh, Hong Kong. These are cities of 20 to 30 million people. They're able to stamp that down and get under 200, 200 cases in a day when we'll have 36,000 cases in I a day. I got a quick question. Yes. Because I think a lot of people listening to this are going to ask this. If I'm in charge, you snap something down and then you snapped it down with a snap. 
Right. And, and then, then you came back and then you tamped it down. And then you came back with the snap down, but there, there was no snap in your snap down. So we snapped, it been a tamp. we double snapped, we tamped, and then we went back to a snap. Are you snapping or tamping? Well, I said snap, and then I re- realized <laughs> right after I said it that that was the wrong word. Right. What I really meant to say was tamp. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm talking extemporaneously, and I was trying to a- emphasize my point with a little uh, sound effect. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is... It worked, too. That, that is beyond disappointing to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I go back to even, you know, George W. Bush was not my favorite president ever, mm. but after 9-11... He became your favorite president. No, he had a. We had a national plan. We said this is an emergency. Mm-hmm. We're all going to pull in the same direction. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're Hawaii or if you're Wyoming. It doesn't matter if you're a red state or a blue state. We're going to pull in the same direction. And the, the fact that we just given up on that right now when we need it the most is it's turned into a political football. Uh, it's in. In there are people rooting for uh, other Americans to suffer or fail. And I don't like that. Yeah. Whether you're, you're a, a blue, you lean blue or lean bit red, I don't want to root for people to die to teach someone a lesson. There, there are people out there, you just feel it on, in the Twitterverse or in social media where it's like, yeah, well, let's just see what happens, Florida. It's like, my parents live in Florida. I don't want them to, because they have a cavalier governor, to go out for Father's Day and get COVID. Like, I'm not rooting for people to get sick or for states to have a spike to prove a lesson somehow politically. Like, that is driving me crazy. I don't want any American to die over a preventable virus that is as easy to stop as washing your hands, socially distancing, and wearing a mask. You don't have to be a rocket surgeon to understand this, uh, and it's turned into this thing that is very distasteful to me. A rocket surgeon? Yes, that's a that's brain surgeon, rocket scientist. <laughs> Put them together. You don't have to be a rocket surgeon to figure this out. It's okay. When we started, I couldn't say Les Schwab. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm hot over this because then the other thing you'll see. You're hotter than a rocket surgeon. Uh, last time I you was. just snapped. Last time I snapped when into. When he was trying to tamp it down in the, in the, in the, when he was doing a surgery so on a rocket. Tell me what you do. Trying to tamp down the surgery on the tell rocket. Tell me what you do in this scenario. And he snapped. Because uh, last time I went to Home Depot. I'm wearing my mask. I got my latex gloves on. I know. There is a six-foot sign. I know this drives you nuts. That says masks are required. I wish I was there to watch this. With two people sitting on the base of the sign <laughs> see, with no mask. See, it doesn't drive me nuts. It drives you nuts, and it drives my son nuts. What do you do? You just walk by with your mask on? Did you say something? No. Huh? I, I sort of I judge them silently Wait, in my what, mind. What about the, ru- the rule, see something, say something? Does that apply for signage? <laughs> Let's come back. I wrote something about masks in the state of Washington, the fact that we're going to have to wear them. I put it up on my Facebook page moments ago. I predicted that a fight would break out, and the fight has broken out. And it's unbelievable. Also, I have to come back and apologize to Police Chief Carmen Best for calling her Carmen Electra. <laughs> in our last podcast, that was podcast... 121. All right, this is podcast 122. Don't forget, Ron and Don, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. Lots of people are reaching out to us right now. So if you just need information, in fact, my friend Olga reached out the other day and she said, you know, I just need information about a particular property. Uh, And so we investigated and we found out a lot of great information. And she's not at a point where she's buying or selling. She just wanted to know. She just wanted info, and we're happy to virtually sit down with you and do that. In fact, Ron has these really cool virtual backgrounds now. (laughs) He was actually broadcasting from space 
on one of them earlier today, which I really enjoyed. Uh, we come back. I'm going to share with you what I shared on Facebook. Also, I'm going to have to apologize to probably Carmen Best and Carmen Electra. We'll do that before we get out of here. It's the Ron and Don Show, episode 122, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Heather and Juan Carlos did. We got so lucky. I don't think we could have gotten this house without Ron and Don. So now we had to sell our old house. We had to sell it because we couldn't have been able to afford, you know, paying two mortgages. And Ron and Don had already been thinking of strategies the whole time they were strategizing. What, what, what will we do if this and what will we do if that? And so we put it on the market on Saturday. There was a lot of interest. They made an offer on the, on the offer date for over asking price, we did amazing. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. And the buying process was wonderful and the selling process, it felt like we were their most important project. I I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. We all celebrated. It felt like a team victory. (laughs) We were all just jumping up and down. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to episode 122. It's the Ron and Don Show. And here in the state of Washington, we're talking about the fact that Governor Inslee came out and said that, hey, June 26, everybody wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. We're going to hand out tickets. Uh, And then we see some of the big states like New Jersey like New York, like Connecticut, that have really been on the front lines of fighting this virus. And they're like, hey, you want to fly in from specific cities around the country uh, where you're not wearing masks and the 19 is really taking off? You're going to have to come here and quarantine for 14 days. That's that's hard for those cities to do that, those states to do that, because that. That's a crushing blow in the summertime to your economy. And believe me, there's no governor, there's no mayor out there that wants to do that. Say, hey, don't come to New York City. But basically, that's what they're saying. They're saying, don't come to New York City. This is what I posted on my Facebook page just 59 minutes ago. And already it's created a war. Because this is what I found out. Has anyone called you Hitler yet? Yeah. I I, I went out with the Refugee uh, Artisan Initiative. And handed out personally 35,000 masks. We have chosen in my family to wear masks. My son wears a mask. When we were in the presence of others and we're not socially distancing, we're wearing a mask. When I go running, uh, I have a mask in my pocket. So if I need to take it out and put it on, I'll do that. When I walk my dog, I take a mask with me. If I see other people, I pop the mask on. Even if it's not helping, I know it makes them feel better. It makes me feel better. But it is helping. But it is helping. The science has proven that. The science has told us this. So anyway, this is what I wrote. Because here's the discussions that are not happening today. We're not talking about policing. We're not talking about black lives. We're not talking about brown lives. We're not talking about whether they matter or not. And trust me, 
politicians would rather have us line up and argue about masks than they would about policing and whether black lives matter or not, or whether your life matters or blue lives matters or whether they all matter or nothing matters. That's a tougher conversation to have. That's an impossible conversation to have. When we had Doc Wilson, Ed Ewing, two community activists on our radio program, on Tourist Radio, a number of years ago, they said, you know what? Let's start having the impossible conversations that people don't want to have. And you know what I found out? People really don't want to have them. And as we've been almost forced to have these, politicians have like bailed on this. And they're like, you know what? <laughs> Let's do the mask argument because that's easy. It's yes, it's no, it's good, it's bad, it's antagonist. And what am I looking for? Antagonistic, protagonistic. It's it's Jesus versus the devil. It's all that stuff. That's easy. Policing and the nuance of race for four hundred years in America. That's a lot tougher. Those are a lot tougher conversations. Anyway, this is what I wrote this morning. I said, you know what, you guys, this is a sideshow. In my family, we are obeying the Washington state order by Governor Inslee. We are wearing masks. I personally handed out over 35,000 masks. I believe in masks. I believe in the science behind wearing a mask. But I'm not going to change many of your minds. I've tried and I can't. And now the discussion is about making Governor Inslee a punching bag. Or do we make him a hero? These politicians, like Governor Inslee and everybody else, they have lined us up to fight about mass instead of race and policing in America, which is a discussion that they don't want us to have. Send me your ticket. I'll pay for your ticket. We're letting politicians sideline us from all the real work and the real conversations that need to get done. You don't want to wear a mask? Then you're not going to wear one. There's no way that I'm going to change your mind. Now let's move on to the impossible conversations versus the politics and the science of wearing a mask. Love you all, mask or not. Now watch the fight in the thread. Politics wins, science and love loses. Let's stop being victims here. You control your bubble. No more bubble trouble. And then I signed it to him. You know what though? That's, it's, it's part of the same continuum in this regard. Because if you are someone that believes that I don't need to wear a mask... Because that's coming from a source that I don't trust, uh, and therefore I'm more manly, or I'm more patriotic, or I'm more womanly, or I'm uh, more defiant, or I'm more, uh, you know, rebel yell in my, you know, America, whatever. Uh, I'm more MAGA than you are if I don't wear a mask. That's all part of the same thing. Because it's, it's in my mind, because it's, it's this new strain of belief that is going across the country that is like, you have your truth, I have my truth, and so we can, we can choose to believe what is true. And what that doesn't take into account of is that a fact is a fact with a capital F, whether or not you believe it. And, you know, to, to quote a meme, which I hate to do, science doesn't care what you believe. This virus doesn't care what you believe. Uh, the COVID-19 virus is looking for a host. They don't, it doesn't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, if you believe in masks, if you don't believe in masks. If you're a suitable host, it wants to take you down and take you down hard, to quote Al Davis. So it, it, it's frustrating to me to have people 
willingly defying you in that sense and the governor of saying, well, that, that, that rule didn't apply to me because I fill in the blank. I live in a rural area or I'm not in King County or I don't believe the New York Times or I, I'm going to go to this rally or that rally or you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican. What does that have to do with anything? What does it have to do with anything? A, a virus kills people it has killed more people now in america and you'll know this number better than i did it's well over a hundred thousand 121,000, and that, that is more 2.3 million cases so far all of world war one in america which was the, the great first war uh, it, that number i read the other day it's not as many as world war ii not but all of, no. of world war one um this is a war on American citizens, and we're arguing about, oh, that governor's a Democrat. He's a lefty. I'm not going to obey him. That makes me a tough guy. That makes me, uh, uh, you know, affiliate with my tribe. I'm going to defy those orders because I don't believe in his platform. How, how does that benefit See, you? See, but you're not going to change that mind. And, and if we believe that a lot of people are sitting on the fence and let's have the discussion, I, I don't think people are sitting on the fence. I do think, I do think, and this is what I saw when I saw 60,000 people take to the streets in Seattle. I do think there's an openness to talk about policing right now. I think there's an openness to talk about repositioning police and funding police. Uh, and a uniformity in policing. And maybe this is just more important to me today because I was down at the chop yesterday and they're talking about taking that apart now. So maybe that's top of mind for me. And I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if there's lots of folks on the fence and I'm wrong, then, then, then I'm glad to be wrong and I'm here to try to, yeah, I try guess to convince I just wonder people. If there's a way to put the genie back in the bottle of saying there are facts with a capital F that exist in the world. Gravity is a fact. And then there are opinions and beliefs. You and I can have an honest disagreement about a belief. We can't have an honest disagreement about a fact. I can't say, well, I don't believe in gravity. doesn't matter if I don't believe in gravity. If I jump off the building, I'm going to splat on the ground. So that's what I, the battle I'm doing viruses kill people that is a fact doesn't matter what you believe that is the fact when if everybody wore a mask or if everybody had no human contact for 14 days this would disappear that is a fact does not matter what you believe in doesn't matter what church you go to doesn't matter what the color of your skin is that is a fact now i'll talk to you all day long about what you believe and I'll argue my point about what I believe, but can we go back to at least saying there are facts and there are beliefs? Yeah, here's what I think is interesting. President Trump just had another rally. We know he had one in Tulsa the other day, and the papers couldn't wait to publish all the pictures of no one at the rally. Then we find out the TikTok kids got involved. They bought up a lot of the tickets, and so did the K-pop kids. <laughs> it's my favorite. And now we all know what TikTok and K-pop is. We didn't even know what social distancing was three months ago. Look at all the stuff that we're learning. So he goes to Phoenix. Where are you going to have? Where are you going to have a meeting that you're pretty sure that a lot of people aren't going to show up to again? You know what you do? You pick a really small venue like a church. My dog could fill a church. My dog is very cute. I couldn't fill a church, but my dog could. My son and my dog could probably fill two churches. 
I used to speak in a church. For 10 years, I spoke in a church. I spoke in churches all over the country. And believe me, it was not a packed house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes there were three people. Sometimes there was 3,000. Spoke in a lot of churches. And sometimes they were packed houses. Uh, but church buildings aren't, aren't stadiums like the president was filling years ago. And they certainly weren't this venue that we saw in Tulsa where there's a lot of churches. He's in Arizona, very friendly toward him. So people show up, lots of older people, not a lot of people, but they're able now to put the headline out that it was packed, that they had to turn people away. Well, what was packed was a small church. And the people they were turning away didn't have masks on. People in the congregation were sitting right next to each other. They didn't have masks on. And this is what we've learned. That when people are packed together, it doesn't necessarily spread the virus. This is what they're trying to figure out. And again, I bring up Philadelphia. I bring up Minnesota. I bring up Seattle. They've gone out and they've tested a lot of these protesters that have been to protests. The ones that socially distanced and the ones that had masks on, here in Seattle, the spread of 3,000 people, less than 1%, same in Philadelphia, same thing that we saw in Boston, same thing in Minneapolis where this all started. When they test groups of people, though, that don't socially distance and they don't have masks on, and we've seen this now in outdoor venues like beaches and swimming pools, things like this, that's a different story. It, it seems like spring break, nobody had masks on, really did some damage. As I said the other day, you go back, New Orleans, Louisiana, a million people show up for Mardi Gras, no mask on. And at that time, to be fair to people, there wasn't a warning, CDC or anyone, to wear a mask. So now we go storming into this political season. And again, if I'm a politician, I think I can win the argument about mask versus no mask because I know I can divide people. And if I can divide people, and if I can scare people, I know I'm going to divide and scare some people and send them Joe Biden's way because I'm riding with Biden. <laughs> that is so stupid. I'm riding with Biden. Have you seen that everywhere? Yeah. God, he's... I'm not being an ageist here, but I he he keeps popping up. Just side side note, he keeps popping up everywhere I go. Right, but the dumb ad. He doesn't look like he could ride anywhere on a stationary bike right now. Even if I was pedaling for him on a bicycle built for two, and Biden was just sitting on the back, and I was doing all the steering and all the pedaling, I don't... It's more like hiding with Biden. <sighs> hiding with Biden. I mean, both these guys, we have to ask ourselves, when we get four years into this, will either of them still have their faculties? Because... I, I question that. So I think whoever the vice president is going to be becomes very important right. here. So what was I saying? It was important. Wonder You're saying I'm... wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd rather... I do, it, 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 the point is, it's easier for politicians to divide us on the mask versus the nuanced discussion of policing. Uh, and they don't want to have... They don't want to have that conversation. They just want to have your vote. In November. All right, he's Ron. I'm Don. Uh, coming back, my friend Kanan just sent me a really nice note, and uh, I'm going to share it with you. All right, it's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Don't 
don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back before the, uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Before we get out of here, episode 122, I just want to share something that puts me in a really, really kind of a positive light. It's Oh, we're talking about how great you are? It kind of does. And so I'm going to read it to you in a moment. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. As we head into the fall, I'm hearing this. Let's talk about schools. Let's talk about concerts. Let's talk about entertainment. Schools, I'm hearing. Kids are going to go to school Monday, Wednesday. Another group of kids are going to go maybe Wednesday, Friday. Then there'll be some kind of open day in there. Kids are going to have to wear masks constantly. It was a little hot yesterday. And I had my mask on when it was 81 degrees. And I'm just wondering... How are you going to get five-year-olds? How are you going to get kindergartners? How are you going to get them to put their mask on and wear their mask and also not touch each other? They're going to take the desk and they're going to separate those by six feet. And somehow, if you're a kindergartner, first grade, second grade, or third grader, you're supposed to be able to figure that out. I by the that time was you get all... to middle school, you, I was so scared of girls. I'm standing 16 feet away from girls, so that's not really a problem there. And then on the buses... It's a free-for-all. So when you get on the bus, there's no socially distancing. Uh, and maybe it'll be like the bus driver, Ellen, on my bus, where she made me ride boy, girl, boy, girl. And I almost died of cooties many, many times. And I didn't have a mask during cooties. When, cooties when, has been a pandemic for many centuries. A bit, <laughs> but very, very I thought bad. that entire thing was predicated on uh, King County being into phase four. Which, I, as I told you, if you remember when that system came out, yeah, this guy right here said yeah. nobody's going to understand it. Why are you pointing at me? No, right, uh, me over here. Oh, you're pointing at me. You. Okay. And and what has happened? Yeah. Nobody understands it. We're in phase one point five. What does that mean? Phase two? Can I can I go golfing? Wait, hold on. Am, am I eating outdoors? What am I doing? So nobody knows it. Counties are in different phases. It's ridiculous. Yeah, school is going to. My my prediction is. Because so far, this has been just a can that continues to be kicked. People will make, they'll kind of go, we're coming back to school, asterisk, if this, 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 and this happened. And so when we get to the fall, my prediction is get ready to be Don O'Neill, teacher of your son again. To your point, I was over painting one of my uh, little rentals the other day. And I stopped on a bridge because there's all these people that stand there without masks and they're, they have these banners and they're demanding that King County's open. I'm looking at the traffic down below on I-5 and it's bumper to bumper and it cracks me up that everybody still talks about their quarantine hair and their quarantine life and they're tired of quarantine. It's like, we haven't been in a real quarantine since this whole thing started. I will take you to China. And show you quarantine. China. Yeah. Very, very different. Than All right. Th- so, so, let's, so let's hang on. I stopped a guy on the bridge and I asked him, I just, I said, what is it in King County that you want to do that you cannot do right now? And he wanted to go shopping. And I reached in my bag and I pulled up, I reached in the back of my truck and I pulled up a bag and I said, I just walked in out of every store in you village. You went to every store. That's a pretty uh, healthy day. I said, day. I think I, 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 I think you can shop. I think you can shop right now. I, I think for some of the shop. Okay, so, are so, you going to though go to a concert in your car for that. Brad Paisley I or Garth it. Brooks? Let me it. let me point this out. Here's what the the summer concert is going to be. Love it. You will go to an amphitheater, yeah, like White River, yeah. 
Instead of standing in line, it'll be a limited audience. You, They're going to mark out on the ground in white spray paint uh, the space, and then you're going to have a space next to you before the next car can come in. So you're going to drive into the amphitheater. That's awesome. Four people per car. Yeah. You have to stay inside your spray-painted area. What have you got to go to the bathroom? Inside your spray-painted area. You have to pee in the, in the I, area? I, don't, I didn't get to that part about where, where the porta-potties come in. I mean, that's where you're going to get the 19 is when you're... Right. So you're, you, you're in your car. You can get out of the car and stand in the spray-painted area next to the car. Yeah. And listen to Garth Brooks or Brad Paisley yeah. perform and then get back in your car and be stuck in a nine-hour uh, traffic jam to get out of the amphitheater. You interested? You know, I am, and I'll tell you why. Because those guys, it's live performers. Even if you don't like country music, and I love country music, and what I love about it is country music tells stories. And sometimes we have lost the art of storytelling, and that's what country music does for us. And it does it, it'll tell you a story in about, in about three minutes. And, and a lot of times... Uh, there's always something that you can learn in a country song. Those guys, when they perform live, I don't know if you've ever seen them live. You I've seen po- both of them live. You pointed out to me that Brad Paisley is not good, but he's this great he's guitarist. He's a world-class guitar player. He really is. And then Garth Brooks, I've been watching him online on his Facebook feed, and every Monday night, he and Trisha Yearwood from the Garth Brooks Studios at home, they've been practicing this concert that they're going to take out on the road. You're I, an honorary friend in low places. I am. I love years. I love what he did too. He divorced his wife. He got with Trisha Yearwood. He he went back and and in fact I watched a, a special on him and her. And he went back and he apologized to his wife for the hurt that he was. And he's like, hey, we, we, we have an opportunity here to still work together to be parents to co-parents. He and his ex-wife are best friends which I think is really phenomenal because he has done a lot of work on himself. And then what he decided to do is take some real time off. And when guys say they're taking time off because they want to spend more time with their family, he meant that. Was he hanging out with Chris Gaines during this time off? Yeah. And during his time off, he really was driving his kids to school. He really was making their lunch. Here's he really the thing, was though. coaching football. This plan. And then he came firing back. And now, and, and, and he's been back out on the road for the past couple of years. He has all this energy that he had lost. But here's the thing. This thing takes away my signature move. Because at a show like this, and I even hesitate to give out my move, you're there, you're having a good time, and then you get a feel for when there's 17 minutes left in the show. You're done. And then you gather your blanket, you gather your stuff, and you're out. You're out. And like you hightail it, you know, speed of 10, as our football coach used to say. And the whole way home, you talk about how smart you were to get yes. out of there early. You're, you're in your car, yeah. you're pulling out, no traffic, you're jumping on uh, Highway 18, and you yeah. are gone pecan, not sitting right. in the in the traffic. This takes away my signature move. I'm not sitting in the amphitheater mm-hmm. uh, and, and spending nine hours to get out. So, all right, let's finish up the show today, at least, episode 122. You just got something that made you tear up a little bit. Uh, and you got a little verklempt, I would like to hear it. Real quick, before we do that, football. Is there going to be football, and are you going to be able to sit in the stands at CenturyLink like six like six feet apart? Will there, will there be some fans there? There might be football. The latest craze that's taking over the world, I don't know if you've seen this, season ticket holders pay, I think it's $29, might be $59, to get a cardboard cutout of themselves 
and the stadium agrees to put it in your seat for uh, the game. The, the the soccer stadiums are doing this right now. It is phenomenal. So you take your photograph in your gear, mm. like your Seahawk gear, and then it gets blown up to life size, and they set it in your seat. I, I it looks great, and I, I think that's probably what we're going to see: virtual people in in Seahawk gear. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is from my friend Kanan. Uh, we are fellow dads. In fact, we had and Kanan and I worked in radio together. And he's still in radio. Um, and we have taken our kids out a lot. His little girl, Mabel, was born 19 hours before my son, Gunner, was. And so we were sitting here going back and forth comparing notes. And then he's like, just make sure you, you take the epidural. You guys took the epidural, right? The epidural's been taken. If you don't take holy hell. We didn't take the epidural. And they this whole thing about the epidural. It's very funny. Uh, but I just kind of knew 19 hours out was coming my way. So it was kind of cool. So uh, your son is friends with an older woman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Mabel's 19, 19 hours older. Anyway, Kanan uh, writes, uh, Hey, Don, I love you, man. You really should be in broadcasting. I mean, keep selling real estate. I know you and Ron love it, but whether you broadcast a podcast or social media or on radio, it's up to you. But don't ever stop and don't ever stop writing. He said, I think you're a gifted communicator and a motivator. He said, referring to all your posts of late, I know you don't want to be another middle-aged white guy on the air, uh, but consider this. In college, I took a class on racism in America. It was taught by two professors in tandem, a white guy and a black guy. Both were excellent. But the white guy motivated me in ways that the black guy never did. Only because it struck me that his mind was so able to see clearly the things that are invisible to most white people. I could also aspire to be that kind of person. And it caused me to begin to look for that kind of clarity at a younger age. Anyway, just wanted to say hi. Hope you and G and the rest of the O'Neills are well. We're all good. I'm telecommuting. And my wife is on the front lines at Harborview. I think that's really important. I think it's really important. We talked about proximity before. And to say, I know black people or I know brown people, I don't think that's enough. Do you sit with them and share a meal? Do you go to the park and your kids play together? Do you have unguarded moments where you have unguarded conversations about everything? Um, I know, Ron, that we had an African-American listener that was 38 hot about a lot of things. You reached out and befriended him. And I remember standing where I'm standing right now at your house and we're having a party and you invited him to come. And it was like at that party and at that gathering, I learned so much from him that I didn't learn from some of the stinging emails sometimes that he would send. And they were so stinging, I just, my mind would turn them off. I couldn't read them. But when I sat with him and he was here and his partner was here and his child was here, that changed my perspective in the way that I viewed him and the things that he wanted to share so strongly with me. It's important to not only be in the proximity, but really ask ourselves, do we know black and brown people and are they somehow embedded in our lives or have I embedded myself in situations where I can get to know others that don't look like me a little bit better. My favorite thing along those lines, uh, we just have another friend that uh, said, Ron and Don, they're invited to my barbecue. 
And yeah. so if you know what that means, you know what that means. That's uh, So the fact that we're, we're at least getting invites to the barbecue means the world to me because that means you've been deemed uh, open-minded enough to attend the barbecue. So um, I, that, that's kind of what I'm going for. I'll go to the barbecue, I'll bring a side dish, and I'll be open-minded. Yeah, I didn't – and we'll finish here. I didn't know that. And then recently I've had three different people tell me I'm saving a place for you at the barbecue. And I didn't know that that was a thing. It's right? a thing. It's a thing. Congratulations. You got some barbecue invites. Yeah, that is a thing. So hope you guys get invited to a barbecue real soon, all right? He's Ron. I'm Don. You keep your head up, your shoulders back. And we'll see you at the next time for episode 123, where I'm going to tell you about a JBLM soldier that is overseas right now. She's absolutely gorgeous, you guys. And she wants to marry me. Seems totally legit. That's quite a story. <laughs> we'll tell you about it on episode 123. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>